Hello, welcome to Healing with Ketamine. I am your host, Dr. Cassius Drake. We're excited to be with you again today as we continue our discussions on spirituality and healing and everything that it takes to be a whole, happy, and well human being. Um, I'm excited today to have uh, as our guest uh, one of our uh, current and, and former patients who's been with us now for uh, a little over almost two years. Um, and she'll be sharing with you uh, some insights on her journey uh, and her process with us uh, as we discuss uh, what it takes to to heal, how ketamine can help open doors to transformation and, and changes in perception, and how our process of integration and the way of the butterfly supports that process uh, in an ongoing and powerful manner. <clears throat> So welcome with us today, this Thank morning, you. Liz. I'm excited to to be with you again, as always, and and, and share this journey with you. So um, why don't you start with a, a brief uh, introduction of yourself and um, uh, what initially brought you to the Drake Center? Yeah. Um, well, I'm born and raised in this area. Um, what initially brought me to you guys was I was having multiple panic attacks, full-blown, um, racing heart, couldn't breathe. Um, mostly would happen when I was driving. Um, and I drive for a living. So right. <laughs> um, it was starting to really affect everything with my life. Um, I was hiding it for a while, and then lockdowns happened, and... It was getting out of the pattern of hiding it and then having to re-enter into the world that I realized it was very difficult to hide it from people. Uh -huh. um, and it was starting to affect my job and what I do. Um, and then it was starting to affect my personal life. Like I didn't want to drive if it was too far away. If I felt like it was a road I didn't want to travel on or I just wouldn't leave the house. Um, so I knew it was time because it was I was starting to become a little hermit crab. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it was a trickle effect into depression and just wondering why I things I could normally have done I couldn't do anymore or felt like I couldn't do anymore. And I just happened to stumble upon you. My friend inquired and mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about ketamine. I didn't research it, nothing. I just said inquire and within a few minutes I heard your voice on the phone uh -huh. and a five minute phone call I felt like I was going to actually be giving getting relief for years of feeling like my body was just depleted from five six panic attacks every day yes and so what uh so you 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 had that experience you the anxiety was getting bad and you realize you needed to do something. Um, what led you to seek out alternative approaches as opposed to just doing the traditional approaches to treating anxiety? So our family does have a long run track record of anxiety, depression disorders. And one thing I always told my myself and for me is I wanted to stay away from the daily medications. I was trying to fix it myself. I was hoping if I ignored it, it would go away. Um, but then I heard about ketamine and I heard that 
just a high level of what it can do. And mm -hmm. I felt like that more follows in line for me trying to fix this instead of doing a Band-Aid. Cause I felt like for me, for me, a medication would just be a Band-Aid um, mm -hmm. versus getting to the actual root cause. And same thing with talk, just going into doing talk therapy. I didn't think that that was the right course for me at the time mm -hmm. because I felt so down in a rabbit hole that I didn't feel like I had months and months and months to kind of get to a spot where I felt better. Yeah, you wanted to get get to the root of things mm -hmm. and, and, and start moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, tell us about uh, how you got started with us and, and your experience of the of the process of the, the, the preparation and and the actual treatment itself and yes. how it met your expectations. So I actually am a control, a little control freak. So I like to know what's going to happen before it happens in a sense. But for some reason with this process, uh, we had our initial phone call and you said, do you know anything about ketamine? And I said, I know nothing. Uh -huh. And I don't want to know anything because I know as soon as you tell me, I'm going to have a set of expectations. And if I don't hit those expectations, it might not work as well as I want it to. So okay. I decided to go into it blind. So I didn't know what, I didn't do any other form of recreational drugs beforehand. So I mm -hmm. had no idea what my body would even feel like. And um, the first session was a little weird. Mm -hmm. um, definitely felt more, it took a few sessions to let my body just let go of control and actually enjoy the process of what ketamine can do for you. Mm -hmm. um, but even after the first session, I was able to drive without having a panic attack the next day. Um, and that was a huge win because normally it would have been five, six panic yeah, attacks. You tell know? us about that. So you came in unable to drive mm -hmm. and it was affecting your career significantly. Mm -hmm. um, and you had one treatment and you found yourself able to drive the next day. How, how was that? What happened that enabled you to do that? my mind felt clear for once it wasn't it was like all those little cult little voices or those little doubts that are just kind of always sitting around you but they mm -hmm. sometimes compile into a giant snowball it felt like for once i was like i can just do this like i can it's a normal daily task i used to be able to do mm -hmm. it felt more normal like i didn't have to Hey, so I mean, I have to pay attention while I'm driving, but right. the uh, the level to where I was paying attention, it was like overstimulating me. So you could be more relaxed, yes. not, not yep. in a state of fight mm -hmm. or flight. Where did you find yourself before the treatment? What would it have been like to be in the car? How would you have felt just being behind the wheel? I would be panicked even leading up to going in the car. So I would just be up thinking the night before, like, oh, I've got to drive this far tomorrow. Okay. So it would affect me for days, weeks beforehand. Um, you know, if I was going up north with my girlfriends, I would be panicked for months before thinking, okay. just how the is just the anticipation of, right. oh, I'm going to feel this way. So mm -hmm. I think it just created that bigger snowball. So you remove that and your brain is just able to do what it needs to do yes. for you know, a normal task. Do you recall anything in that session that helped shift your perception of the? 
That first okay. one, um, my first few, I remember it was more, I mean, every session for me has kind of graduated to what I'm seeing and the intent. I would say it was the second session more so for me where I was able to get some of the grief relief. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I found that grief was a trigger for me. I didn't know how to process grief. I didn't know, you know, I didn't have to experience loss until my early 20s. Um, so I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know how to cope. I had probably horrible coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you compile grief on top of already being anxious. So I would say more so my second session because I knew what to expect at that point. Like that I was okay, that I just Mm -hmm. need to breathe through the session. Um, So I would say more for me, session number two was kind of that more eye-opening session. Okay. So even from the very beginning, you had that that relief from being in that state of fight or flight, Mm -hmm. which is something we often find that uh, that's the first sort of transition, transformation people have is realizing they don't have to be in fight or flight. Yeah. You know, and, and then being able to see life from 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 that having and be able to drive the very the very next day, um, and uh, and then as as you proceeded in the treatment to have that uh, change in perception on on grief and loss. So how did that meet with your expectations of what you came to? Is that what you expected, or what do you? How did that meet your? Well, my expectation was, I mean, I went into this. If this doesn't work, I don't know what will. So Uh I went in with the intention of, I have to make this work. I have, I'm ready to feel better. Like I'm, this isn't how I should be living my Mm -hmm. life because I'm not really living. Um, I'm existing, but I wasn't living. Right. So you had the, you had the treatment, you had some, some insights, you're able to get back in the car and drive. You're able to make some, some progress, do some grief. And then we also do our, our integration process where we'll, we'll talk about those things and, and, and give you those tools to help uh, and support you moving forward. How have those things been uh, impactful for you in helping you to maintain this? Those are great because I think we all get in a pattern and I know I'm I'm definitely, I have OCD tendencies, which I mean, has helped me a lot in those regards, but even pinpointing my reactions to things, my, so when I'm discussing a situation like where this made me feel this way and I responded, I know I responded poorly, but I couldn't figure out quite how next time to not respond rudely or poorly Mm -hmm. or just really jump down someone's throat in a sense um, that it's my insecurity. So I have, Uh I talking with you through pretty much anything that comes up, it really gives me a new perspective on how to handle when I am in a situation where I don't feel like where I'm feeling triggered Mm -hmm. and how to work through my triggers. So if you find yourself triggered, what, what, uh, what do you, what have you learned from us to do? What I've learned is I, take a deep breath, deep belly breath, um, and then I will sit and think before I respond Mm -hmm. and ask another question because sometimes I think the question that I heard and maybe it was the deliverance of it wasn't the actual question um, or I took something very personally and felt attacked. So if I just Mm -hmm. take a second, listen, maybe ask a couple follow-up questions before I give my answer, 
I found that it makes me less anxious. Right. <laughs> when you find that you're able to do those sorts of things of actually take a breath and, and respond when when you're not in that fight or flight, right? Yeah. So it's it's the benefit of the, the ketamine treatment that gives you that, that peaceful, reassured, sort of settled place that enables you to respond uh, in a different way as we talk about in the yeah. In the in the integration process. So, um, you know, as you know, we do our integration a couple of different ways. Sometimes we talk about it. Sometimes we have you do it in, in creative ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some work behind you um, that you did in, in our creative process. Um, uh, you want to share with us any insights about the, the paintings behind you and what those meant for you and yeah. how so that process impacted you? The one mm-hmm. right behind me, um, that was my very first one. So that was essentially, this is my grief on on a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you hold, for me, I held in dealing with it, like how to deal with that person not being there. Are they okay? You have um, regret, like, did I do everything I could have done? Was there more I could have done? Um, so it was in the one in my second session. Um, the man in the portrait is my grandpa. Um, he passed away when I was in my early twenties. And then um, there's two dogs. Um, one was my uh, one of my first dogs, Max. Um, he's the brown black dog. Um, and then the tan one was kind of what set me over the edge. It was my dog, Lola. She became very ill very quickly and unexpectedly um, traumatically passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, her passing really set me over the edge. I wasn't wasn't sure if I did the right things, made the right calls. Um, so this was kind of like seeing them all happy together, that they were together. Um, they were walking past this river in front of mountains. Um, mountains are also a trigger for me. Um, I had a bad experience driving through the Colorado mountains. Um, and anything with a cliff tends to make me nervous driving Mm -hmm. through mountains, anything with a little taller hill than normal, um, things that didn't bother me beforehand, but did. Mm -hmm. So I got very comfortable in the ketamine sessions where, I was actually jumping off of cliffs and almost like a hang glider. I was soaring through the mountains. So it became this refreshing, like, oh, the mountains aren't so bad. You know, the mountains aren't that big of a deal. Yes. That whole fear. So if I'm hearing you correctly, so, you know, this painting represents uh, a journey past many things that you saw in your Mm ketamine treatments, the, the the fear of driving on the mountain, the mm-hmm. loss of your grandfather and, and the pets. And, yep. uh, and so that represents you getting to the other side of that, that grief and the other side of the anxiety. Yeah. And I remember that session clearly because it was the first time in probably 10 years I felt like there had been a 20 pound weight on my chest. And I distinctly remember during that session I was just throwing anything that was causing me trouble. I remember yeah. that one, actually. <laughs> I remember that. You yeah. were throwing things out in yeah. the session. They were coming up and you were literally just throwing them away. Yeah. I do remember that. And I was like, I don't need you. I don't need this. Yeah. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so this painting, it hangs right where I, I see it every day when I come downstairs. Mm-hmm. I see it right when I come in the door. 
Um, it just takes me to where I know they're happy. I know I'm happy now and I don't have to feel um, the guilt. It was a lot of guilt and I carried a lot of guilt for a lot of years. So having that weight come off my chest, mm -hmm. I woke up from that session and I just remember I am so thankful. And I think I was even saying thank you during it. Mm -hmm. I remember I was saying thank you because I didn't realize how much I was holding yeah. onto that just didn't need to have that space of being held. That's so common, you know, especially for our strong people who hold so much stuff in and don't realize how much they're holding in until it's gone. Yeah. Oh, I can breathe. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of this and, and your whole journey with us. So where do you find yourself now? It's been almost two years since you started mm -hmm. with us. And so where do you find yourself now in your current journey with yourself in this process? And um, yeah, where do you find yourself these days? I'm a lot more peaceful. That is the number one thing I hear from family members is my tone, um, my affect. I look less stressed. I am not as reactive. Um, so I'm living my life a lot more than I probably would have. I am able to go on road trips. I'm able to go on hikes on mountains. Like I can do these things and mm -hmm. actually enjoy them instead of feeling so panicked. Um, and I can also do my job. I mean, it was, I can drive to my friend's house. I was struggling to drive out to St. Clair Shores. Right. And, you know, I then I stopped reaching out to people. Like it had a giant trickle that I didn't want to burden other people with. Mm -hmm. And so I just withdrew because it was the easiest thing that if I don't reach out, no one's going to ask me to do anything and I don't have to drive. So now I'm on the freeways. I'm at my friend's house. I'm not even giving it a second thought. I can get in the car and drive to Home Depot. I can yeah. just all those small little tasks that you kind of take for granted. Now I'm like, oh, I can do anything. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, so you're going to find yourself in a very different place. Very. How do you maintain this? I look for triggers. So, I mean, I do, as you start doing these sessions, you start to realize, oh, I can feel a little anxiety trip, you know, creeping in. It's mm -hmm. to me, it, I think everyone has a little bit, but it's learning when a little is going to set you over that edge. Um, so I try to come in and do my sessions. Um, when I start to feel a little like, didn't respond the greatest in that situation or I'm feeling a little more overwhelmed than I normally do. Mm -hmm. um, so I usually will then reach out because I'm like, okay, now it, it's time. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's every few months or so yeah. you file. And mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime, are there any daily strategies or practices that, that, that you use to help you support you in the meantime? Um, I do actually do my breathing before I get in the car. Um, more so if I'm going to do a longer trip now. So I don't have to do it every single time, but I just try to give myself that sense of peace before I get in. Okay. Um, and everything is less regimented because that's what I always felt would keep me okay. Like now I can kind of fly by the seat of my pants mm -hmm. and just jump in and go somewhere. Um, okay. But I do always try to breathe. If I feel like I'm starting to feel a little off, I just go right back to that breath. Like I might stop what I'm doing and just give myself like 
one minute, even 30 mm -hmm. seconds, just something to refocus my attention. And you find that that, that helps support you in, yes. Yes, in, in ways that mm -hmm. um, things didn't before. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, life's always a process of growth and challenges. And, and we start in one place and we get some insights and we start to grow and we grow into them and, and they get stronger. And then life has a tendency to show up again with another place for us to stretch and grow. Um, uh, are you finding that in, in your life in, in any, where do you find this to be tested or, or challenged these days? I would say everything is still a growing thing for me. So even in my relationship with my boyfriend, my responses sometimes are not um, always the greatest, especially mm -hmm. if I'm feeling a little more anxious. So I've had to really learn how to communicate that hi, right now I'm feeling a little more anxious than normal. Mm -hmm. Can we table this? Or, hey, I'm really sorry how I responded to you to the other day. I realized that I was in the wrong. And, you know, when we have other conversations, let's let's talk about it in this fashion. Or, you know, can we take a pause or figure out what questions we're each trying to ask so that we aren't just in defensive mode? Okay. So you're being much more conscious of your, of your communication. Mm -hmm. um, uh, where do you find that, uh, you know, are there any insights you gain during the course of, uh, of these treatments that are supporting you in, in being more conscious of how you communicate that change your, enable you to see things in a different way? I mean, I would say it's the ketamine because it really does clear out all the gunk, you know. Mm. Um, you know, there's so many, I'm trying to think of a good example, but, you know, when, Something just gets too like gunked up, you know. Um, like your nail polish is a little gunky. Like it just created a little some of the thick stuff in there, and you have to put some of that stuff in there mm -hmm. to make it more liquid so you can actually use it. So you just have to learn when it's starting to get gunky and uh -huh. process all that. But so so tease that out for yeah. me. So the things kind of get clogged up, and and the ketamine yeah. treatments tend to open that for you and how does that look like how does that look in your interactions with with work or, or the things that you have to deal with during the day so when the gunk has been removed i my responses and my i'm less caught off guard all the time and i can take change i'm not the greatest with change so change is definitely something where i i struggle mm -hmm. but this has helped so when i'm starting to get that gunky feeling change overwhelms me and my response is I'm a little more like you can see it on my face and I'm a little more frazzled like wait what do you mean we're changing this like no uh -huh. no we're not doing that yeah. um but when I have one I'm that I'm like oh, I need ketamine and then I'll come in all that like little stuff that was probably just sitting there that didn't need to take up the space then I can be like oh I didn't need to respond that way. Like, that's not a bad change. Like, we can do this, you know? Um, but that's how I can kind of tell when I'm starting to get overwhelmed. And it's my reaction. It's my mm -hmm. tone. It's my facial expression. I can tell, oh, I didn't respond how I wanted to respond. And I responded out of fear, not mm -hmm. out of an actual concern. Okay. 
What's the, if you were going to take a next step forward in your, in your personal journey, where do you think that step would be next? Um, well, forward, you know, I think mm-hmm. first and foremost, I, I have come such a long way. So I would say the more I can respond after academy and session how I normally do, I think the longer it will actually last because my brain is starting to make that connection how to process life throwing things at me that normally I struggle with processing. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, it's taking me to a spot where I can operate like other people do, where they're a little more carefree and a little more like, oh, they move on from something. I So every day is just a learning day for me. So, Mm -hmm. and just paying attention, watching how I'm responding, how I'm approaching something, how I'm bringing something up what my tone looks like, am I talking too loud, am I, however it is, just making sure that every day I try to do it better than the day before. Yeah. What's today's challenge? Oh, today's challenge. Um, Today's challenge was uh, I was feeling rushed and having to drive here. Oh, yeah, I was driving. I was rushing. I Uh forgot one of my paintings and I had to go back home. Okay. Um, so I was worried I was going to be late. Uh-huh. And then that will sometimes usually boil over and stick with me. But uh-huh. then I just did some breathing and right. I just let it go. And normally uh-huh. that would fester. Normally I would have felt flustered all day. Um, my tire is fl- getting pretty low. That tire light came out while I was driving here. It didn't uh-huh. let that distract me. Yeah. So so when you're when you're in that mode and the anxiety's up and and I'm going to be late yeah. and yeah. and all that's going, and you do the breathing exercise, where do you land emotionally? Where does that take you? So usually I land at a very much calmer spot than where I was, um, mm-hmm. and usually I can just be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Uh-huh. It's not a huge deal. In the grand scheme of the day, it's not a big deal. Okay. And that's a real, is that just words or is that a real feeling? No, it's a real feeling. My headspace can actually take it and say, no, we don't need to hold on to this. Because normally I would have festered for probably, Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how long I would have festered on something. Um, And people would hear me repeat things a lot. And it's not, it's because that's how I'm feeling. Like, I want some sort of validation, like it was okay to feel frazzled, whereas now I'm like, eh, move on. We've got something, else. we've got to just keep moving forward. We can't think about what we were frazzled about 10 minutes ago. We've got to focus on what we're doing right now and what we need to do. So not letting that distract me, I don't repeat myself as much. Um, and usually it was just for me, I needed to hear like, oh, should I have been frazzled? Should I not mm-hmm. have been frazzled? What's someone else's response to it? Um, okay. so it's a learn. It's a every day is a learn. I feel every day is a learning experience for me. And you're open, and and your overall view on things is, um, I can I can handle my challenges, and and you feel like you have the tools to do what you need. Yes. To do. Yeah. Okay. And I know that if I'm in a situation that I'm still not sure, I know that you guys are there for me. So I know that I can always, if it's not if I don't need ketamine, I can always do an integration and talk mm-hmm. through what's going on. Um, sometimes it's just as simple as reframing the thought process. Yes. Tell me about that. What does that mean? Well, that means 
oh, like taking a situation where I was asked a very simple question and I felt like it was an attack on what I was doing when really it was just someone asking for a timeline. And anyone who does a house project, you know, they're stressful, you know, and sometimes when someone's just asking you a question of like, so when can I have my space back? It's a little more involved and instead of taking it so personally, I can reflect and say, oh, did you just mean a timeline? Like, oh no, it'll be done in the next couple months, you know, hopefully. Um, So trying to dig deeper into what they're asking me instead of feeling like it's a personal attack on what I'm doing, because I do have some lingering feelings of, am I doing enough? And I think that's something people do feel. Am I doing enough? Am I doing the right things? Am I, should I have done it differently? Like, and I think some people can process those a little quicker. And I know for me, I don't process those as well. So having to learn to take that step back, ask that intentional question before I respond to make sure one, I'm hearing your question right. Uh Because a lot of the times it has nothing to do with me. It's not a negative towards what I'm doing. So I'm hearing a lot of Mm self-awareness and and, and insight into yourself and how how you're responding to, to other things. All of which happens when you're in that more subtle, peaceful place out of that. That, that fight or flight and how yes. that just oozes into everything and, and on all your interactions with people get better. So, um, you know, people come into this type of treatment with some, you know, a lot of preconceived notions of how they think it's going to go or what it's, what it's going to look like. Um, what was most surprising for you about the whole, the whole thing now looking back at it two years later? That it actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think that when it's something new, it's um, very easy for people to doubt, will this work for me? Um, well, and I look at it like, well, is the life you're living today the greatest? What's the harm in trying it? And that's how I went into this is, I really don't wanna go the daily medication route. I just I wanna stay away from that if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like this was like a good alternative and I, the more I've done it, the more I do read about it now. And I, you know, my journey is very different than someone else's session. Mm-hmm. Um, what I see when I'm under is very different from what someone else sees. And um, so I think by just kind of doing this and going through it, and I do talk to other people who have done it and our sessions are very different, yes. And but we have very different walks of life. So I think that's something very important to remember is, you know, my healing happened in a certain time frame. Someone else's healing might take longer, yeah. so or shorter, or shorter. Yeah. Um, so ketamine is one of those things. It's very individualized, so it's mm-hmm. it's not the easiest thing to necessarily compare person to person. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would share with someone who's considering ketamine treatment? Just take the leap. Don't even think about it. Um, I'm normally a thinker and this was one where I just had to tell myself just kind of like a trust fall. Leap of faith. Yep. And that is like normally not my MO at all. Like that is not how I've ever been. But for some reason with this, um, I had hope. And I think if you have hope and you're ready for change, um, and I set intentions with every session. Every session I have a different intention of what I'm looking to get out of it. And 
when you set those intentions, you'll find it, it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's just using the ketamine to unlock that spot where it's housed. Good, thank you so much. Um, one final question for you. Um, a lot of people describe uh, ketamine experiences or psychedelic experiences as mystical or, or, or spiritual. How has that shown up for you in your sessions? I mean, I would say that it's different for everyone. Um, I tend to see more animals than anything. Um, A lot of animals, um, different animals. Um, But usually when you're in that like subconscious state, you kind of see more like history driven things. I used to see like ancient ruins. Um, I mean, things I've never seen in person, things I've not really paid too much attention to. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I, for me, I see more animals than anything. And I look at them as they're guiding me on where I need to go in the session. Um, I'm an animal person, but I wouldn't say like, I'm that big of an animal person, but for some reason they're what's guiding me through this whole thing. Do you want to tell us about the bear? Yeah, the bear. Um, I had about two or three sessions where I kept seeing bears. Um, one of them was off of a, uh, ledge, um, kind of overlooking the water, and it was just a line of bears. They were not harming. I was actually walking with them at some point. They were, you know, there protecting me. Um, and then another session, I had another bear that was literally just walking with me, um, very peaceful. And bears, when you look them up, they're protective. So, um, in a time where I think I was feeling a little more vulnerable, it was nice to know. I do have protection. I have someone that's, there is something there that is protecting me. I don't need to feel anxious or anything. Like I have protection and they're there, they're watching. It's there. So um, the bears were pretty significant for me. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how the, the journey in your art from the, the healing, yeah. it's like this one represents the healing from the, you know, the fear and the grief, and and this is the landing in the place of protection and security. Yeah. I really love yeah. that 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 yeah you know, that illustrates your journey right there. So, and I am not an artist by any means. So uh, the fact that I will say something about this does tap into a different section of your brain. Mm-hmm. I'm not the most creative, but somehow when you are doing the painting, you feel calm, and somehow your body just kind of knows what to do, even if that's not something where I would say I'm very, I mean, I could barely draw a stick figure. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, somehow your brain, even with the academy, it does help unleash yeah. this other section. So you don't have to have, you know, extensive creative abilities to be able to express yourself in this way. Correct. I was yeah. actually very impressed with what I have here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anything else you wanted to share with us or our, our audience before we wrap up? No, but if you're, I just think that if you feel stuck, you're unsure. I mean, we're, we've gone through a lot as a society in the mm-hmm. last few years. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of thick, heavy emotions and there's an outlet and it's safe. Um, you're in great hands. You know, I look forward to my ketamine sessions. Like mm-hmm. I like that kind of peaceful I get two hours where there's no phone, there's no distraction. It's just me and my brain. And I've had to get really comfortable with myself. And Mm -hmm. 
that has was not an easy thing. So I think that if you're struggling at all, and no matter how small or large the struggle seems, give it a shot. You know, come on in, do a ketamine session, see how you feel, yeah. and you'll probably realize oh, I didn't have to live that way. Yeah. You know. Thank you so much. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Such a pleasure. Well, that's going to wrap up our podcast for today. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing uh, your time with us. Um, we'll be in the future bringing more former patients on to share their journeys and also discussing more in depth in our, our protocols and our paradigm of healing the way of the butterfly and its emphasis on transformative change and growth. Thank you again for your time, and we look forward to being with you again soon.